Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Today, I'm gonna, we're going to look at the key to really understanding narcissism and really understanding why you it's not your fault and you need to run as fast as you can or at least start to really heal yourself so that you can really trust and believe in yourself again. The key to understanding narcissistic personality disorder or any cluster B is understanding that everything about them, their entire disorder is based around a false self. It's based around a false self. That's why there is a disorder in itself and that's why they're impacting everyone, including yourself, because it's everything about them is false, it's fake, yeah? Everything is false, they live in a false reality. They've actually created a false reality based on what their ego needs. Yeah, that's what they're living in. Um, So they have an idealized version because remember they live in a false self to feed their ego. So everything about them is about this idealized, amazing version of themselves, which is not true. But it feeds their ego's needs and that's what they're living in on a day-to-day level. So they have this amazing version of themselves that feeds their ego like, I am amazing at everything, I can never get anything wrong, I'm a really good human being, Um, (laughs) whatever it is, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it protects them from the realities of the world. That's why they have this ego need, um, this um, fake self, this false self that actually feeds into what their ego needs to hear and know about themselves because it's a protection mechanism. So basically, all of their reactions, everything that they do, every time they interact with you, every time they speak to you, write you a text, um, even look at you, or even when you're observing them around other people, all they're doing is actually feeding their false reality of themselves. That's why they appear so fake in um, social settings and you know what they're like, you know, and what they're really doing and nothing really adds up. It's like Jacqueline and Hyde because they have the real self you know that comes out to try and put you down so that they can feel better so they can feed this other version of themselves now basically everything that they do every single thing they do I really need to repeat this is to stop themselves from being in reality um, because that would hurt their ego if they had a real sense of what they do and how painful what they have done um to others and the kind of person they really are, it would hurt their ego. So they have to stop themselves from experiencing the truth, the real world, 
They have to live in this fake world. You know, they can't think, oh, maybe I'm not good at something. They have to be the best at something. They have to be right at everything, right? And it goes against the false narrative that they have about themselves if they were to wake up to reality and really see who they truly are, that they are living in a delusion of what they've created and they're far from what they're trying to portray themselves to be. If the narcissist ever understood who they really are, it would be a huge crisis to them. It would be, a, it would be like a death because they've actually created this narrative, this reality of themselves um, that is an illusion. So then they would die. It's like, who would I be? There would be nothing um, if I don't have this illusion. That's why being around a narcissist is, is so traumatic because they're not interested in having a relationship with you. They're not interested in giving you anything that you need, having your needs met. They only want you to feed the illusion of themselves. The Not the real world. They just need you to feed their ego. That's it. That's all it comes down to. And now the thing is with the ego, if we look at any person that has a huge ego, and, and you obviously know a narcissist, so if you really think about this, you, you'll know. It's all about comparison. They will make you, comp they'll compare you. That's why triangulation is such a is such a key thing that they use all the time where they're always comparing you to other people. You're never good enough in any sense. It's highly competitive. They need to be the best. They need to be better than you. They need to be the better victim. They they need to be better than than anyone else. You know, they, they can't be there can't be any flaws around them. They're the victim. They did nothing wrong. It's all about comparison, competition. It's driven by fear. You know, just just remember, remind yourself what you used to be like and how you feel now. You probably have more anxiety. There's more fear in your life. You probably used to be more driven to do things in your life before um, but now you're scared, you procrastinate, you don't fulfill your dreams like you used to and you can't explain why you can't move forward. You try, but there's just something inside you that's more fearful. That's because of the narcissist fear that's been planted within you. You know, you, and they're always telling you you're not good enough. That's because they're fearful of not being good enough. You know, they have to, it's all about competition, comparison, I'm better than you, because they have this huge fear of not being good enough, hence why they're always telling you you're not good enough. At whatever cost, they have to be better than somebody else. They have to be the better person than somebody else. What that means to you is, every person in their life is, is just a tool. It's like, how can you feed my ego? How can you feed my illusion? I have no want to be in the reality. Don't go around telling me the truth of what I've done. Don't, that's why there's narcissistic rage. When you actually bring up, oh my gosh, you did this. When you show them the facts, oh my gosh, you actually, this is how much you spent of the fam family finances or 
you cheated on me or, you know, whatever it is. They, they can't. They will lie to the nth degree but not face reality. They will not face their responsibility. It would always be your fault. No matter how, they will twist it around because they live in an illusion and everything has to um, feed into this false self. And their ego is so fragile, so, so fragile. They have created this illusion and obviously any illusion is going to be fragile. Anyone can pierce an illusion and say, this is all false. But because of that, their ego is so fragile and they have to be better than everybody else. And that is their ultimate focus. You have to accept that that's what they're like. And all they care about is how can I get supply to my false illusion that I'm this amazing person. That's why they will cheat. They will do things that will feed into this narcissistic illusion that actually is the wrong thing to do, but nothing is going to be enough for them. They have to believe all the time. And if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they're always competing with you. You're not competing with them. You're trying to work together, to grow your family, to work as a team or whatever it could be. No, there's no we, there's no us. It's all about I am better than you. You know, it's all about, and this includes your children, I'm afraid. It's always, they don't believe in working in any relationship. They have to be better than you in every way. That's why even when they're playing a game, you know, with a child, they will try and beat them because they have to be better than them. They can't, they can't understand that how to encourage another person or how to help develop them so that they become better. They live in an illusion. They are delusional, but it's all about feeding their ego. They're not the normal kind of parent that wants you, their child, to be better than them. <laughs> I'm afraid it's about comparison, it's about competitiveness, and it's never ending. You will never be enough supply for their ego. It's impossible. The reason why I'm bringing this up is if you look at any competition, anything, you know, you could ha- you could earn a certain amount of money, be super successful, but you'll never be enough. You know, you, you could earn more. You know, you could, um, you know, work 24-7. You could give to exhaustion morning, noon and night. Give yourself. It will never be enough for the narcissist. They will still find something that you have done wrong. They will tell you, you need to do this. You need to do that to show me that you love me. You need to give me more. Give me more because it's never enough. Because it's feeding an illusion that is feeding an ego. You will think, why can I not give enough to this person? You will start to believe that there's something wrong with you. You're, I know you're an absolutely amazing person. I know that in my heart of hearts. Because of what you put up with, what you've been willing to give of yourself and put in the relationship. And you're probably such a reasonable person. You put up with so much, but it's never enough. And they will never see the reality of a situation and finally wake up and smell the coffee. I remember so many times I would think, 
you know, they, they will realize, <laughs> they will realize what, you know, what I've done, you know, and how much I've put up with and how badly they treat me, treated me. One day they will wake up and they will have this epiphany or, or um, insight or suddenly they will realize they won't because they live in an illusion that feeds their ego that they are better than everyone in every situation and they're always right no matter what they do it was a you know it won't matter and, and I'll, t I, I'll be honest the wake-up call for me was even if the narcissist killed me <laughs> I knew that you know and this is what I was like even if they killed me, they would still have an excuse. <laughs> they will have a reason why I had done it to them and why they were the victim, even if they killed me. And that I could see even their enablers doing. They were also feeding the illusion that they were the victim no matter what. They was, you know, they that this person needed rescuing no matter what. That is how a narcissist can get you to feed into their illusion until you have a real wake up call where, you know, and it causes so much confusion because on purpose, because they don't want you to see the truth. It's like they're putting, um, you know, a veil over your head. They're, they're getting you to stop believing in reality as well. That's why gaslighting, that's why they lie so much. That's why they don't at all costs want you to see the truth. They will hide, they will rage, they will, because they don't want you to see the truth. They want to isolate you and control you because they don't want you to see reality in the way that you do. They want you to feed into their illusion at all costs. They need you to feel bad about yourself because that feeds into the illusion of being better than you. They need you to feel like you're broken. That feeds into their illusion of being better than you. The narcissist is basically saying there is nothing wrong with me and I am living in an illusion and that is not, you know, you're not a normal human being and if you don't fit into my illusion of the illusion that I've created, you're going to be vulnerable. I'm going to reject you and you'll be nothing without me because slowly over time what happens unfortunately is that we get caught up into the illusion that they've created because it's so powerful the way they sell it, the way they are, is like they pull us into that illusion by all the things that they do. Let's be honest here, being the narcissist or the victim, neither position, we're not going to be connected to the truth, the reality at times, right? We're in confusion, we've got um, issues now with our brain because we've been in so much trauma. We can't think straight. We can't see things. We don't believe and trust in ourselves anymore because we can't because that would mean that we would believe and trust in a reality. And the truth is we we want to believe in this illusion because we've invested so much into the illusion that the narcissist has created. And we know that we're so much more deserving. We need know that deep down. We know that you're, you know that you're a good human being. But we get so caught up in 
the reality that they've created or the illusion that they've created and we really want this to work. So it's normal that as you start to see what the narcissist has done, you're going to feel anger. You're going to feel bitterness, confusion, because it's like, what what is real? You know, I sacrificed myself for this narcissist. I believed in this illusion and I've been betrayed. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You have been betrayed. Your complete sense of everything you've done, you feel let down, you feel hurt, you feel overwhelmed, you feel angry, upset, bitter, because you've been living in a lie and you really believed it. You feel angry at yourself for not seeing the red flags. You feel angry at them. You realize that you're the victim and you were just feeding their ego to some degree. And it feels like you've wasted your life. You've wasted, you know, your energy, maybe the best years of your life. And there's so much loss to grieve. That's the truth. There is so, it's not a normal relationship, you know, where you just, you still have yourself intact. You still have so much of reality still intact. They take over every aspect of our life. And that's what people don't realize when we're talking to the average person of how painful it is to recover from a narcissistic relationship. You know, we gave and got nothing back. We we gave, we overgave. Um, and the reason why we might have been overgivers, we've been, you know, giving so much. And it might even be a pattern that you've realized that you're an overgiver. You've had more than one toxic relationship in your life, be it at work, be it friends, be it a, an, a relationship, be it a parent. It could be that you have been trained from a young age to fulfill other people's needs, to be, that's what you believed is a being a good child or being good, is that you fulfilled, you were trained from a young age to allow yourself to maybe be mistreated and still say, yes, I will do what you want me to do and not be able to say no. This doesn't feel right. I don't want to go that way. I don't want to. <laughs> Fulfill your needs and not have my needs made. It's like a basic training that we were given where we were always giving to others, where we felt like other people come before me. You know, it's it's happened at a young age and it's really important that if you have been in a toxic relationship that you look at how you've been trained now to put other people's needs before yours. And it's only through therapy can you understand that you're needs do matter and that you can rewire and relive your life in a totally different way where you can have your needs met you can actually feel happy and later on in life and learn how to love a new way of living a new way of loving and it could be that you know you might find that every other area of your life has been super successful but however, in relationships, you're just not able to put boundaries in place or, you know, attract someone that loves you, um, who gives you and provides your needs to be met as well as you are giving to provide their needs to be met. So if you think about it, if you have been trained from a young age where you've not really integrated what self-worth is, what self-love is, um, 
then you would then be always giving in a in a mindset or a, you know, the training is to give to others. The narcissist just wants to be fed and feed their ego. So in a way, you can understand how that match happens unconsciously. We're just going to draw these people to us. It's like law of attraction working together, right? So we need to be able to re- wire this whole idea of just giving, 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 but also feel comfortable about receiving, receiving love, receiving happiness, receiving joy, allowing other peoples to bring joy to us. Maybe no one taught you how to be in relationships and you really didn't know how to connect to what you really need and to understand what love is. If you've been in a toxic relationship, I honestly believe that you should make a list of what you believe love is now, what you want to believe, what it means to be loved, what it means to you now. Yeah, okay, you've had this toxic relationship, you know, be it at work, be it whatever it might be, you need to do this. What is love? What What is love? So do a whole list and just write it out, what is love? And also do a list of what is not love? Because we've got to rewire this in our in our psyche. I re reestablish the training, retrain ourselves of what is love, what is not love. And make this list, and I want you to read it every day, over and over for six weeks. Yeah. Um, if you can commit to that, I promise you you'll start to make some changes about what is it that I want moving forward. The narcissistic relationship, the reason why you've been in this relationship isn't so you can be abused, right? It's to actually learn, to relearn what you want and what you don't want moving forward in relationships. So I don't want this to break you. I want you to heal the traumas that you've had in the past and also the trauma in the relationship so you can then Think about, okay, I never want to be in another relationship that causes me trauma, that takes away my belief in myself, but I want to discover what it means to love and feel love and, and give love and receive love. You know, it's, it's that. And there's, because there is a really good chance that when you were growing up, you maybe believed that sacrificing yourself for someone else is what love is. You know, sacrificing your needs is what makes is your way of expressing love and we all have to accept as well there's good and there's bad within us to feel whole acceptance of yourself now you might have been made to feel guilty when you were younger maybe there's a lot of guilt and shame maybe you will have felt a lot of guilt and shame in a toxic relationship we need to get to a position where we feel accepting of ourselves. This is self-love. This is self-acceptance. Yes, I did something wrong. You know, I did get into a toxic relationship. I did ignore all the red flags, but you know what? I still love myself. It's okay. I still love myself. We've got to get into that space of self-acceptance because the narcissist wants us to believe that we are bad, that we're the ones that did something wrong. Even if you logically know that it's not true, inside you'll have this feeling of maybe if I did this or 
maybe if I did that, that actually they would still be with me or maybe I shouldn't have done this or maybe I should never have got into the relationship. There's still going to be that element that you have to work through. So again, if you're looking for therapy, please do look in the resources, go through the masterclass and you can look at what kind of therapy you need so you can move forward. There's so many amazing women that think that it's their fault that they did something wrong, that they didn't love the narcissist enough, that they should have done this or shouldn't have done. None of that is true. I promise you it's not true. The narcissist will make you feel bad so it feeds into the illusion of themselves. Eventually you're going to notice this is an illusion because none of this is real, what they're doing. They're making me live in an illusion. They're making me feel like it's my fault. And that's why trauma bonding can be so difficult to navigate, especially if you've had high levels of trauma when you were younger. You've been conditioned to comply with the narcissist, to live in that bond, to to feed their illusion. That's why you know that a lot of what the narcissist says is a lot of nonsense, right? It's a lot of nonsense and we're trying hard to make sense of it all and feeling bad about ourselves, but none of what they're doing is real that's why they change with the wind you know one minute they're this the next minute there's something that I'm going to tell you let you know that you are not the problem they are telling you look at me I am terrific I can make up all these stories and embellish how wonderful I am they are always just looking for admiration even when <laughs> they're the victim. Now, I really want to go through this. The victim, right? When they're the victim, you've got to see that with a narcissist, no matter what they're doing, they want you to give them some emotion. They literally, the way they control is through controlling your emotions. The way I want you to see the narcissist and any interaction is that they want me, they are looking for me to have an emotional reaction so that it feeds the illusion of their ego. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. They, every interaction, have a think, oh my gosh, how is this person or, you know, you could even see them as um, not real. Um, how are the, what this thing, what is it trying to elicit from me in terms of emotions? What emotion is it trying to get out of me now? It's constantly wanting to control your emotions. Why is it that a narcissist wants to control your emotions? One, it feeds them. Two, it is the way to know that they have full control over you. They can make you feel happy. They can make you feel sad. They can make you feel vulnerable. They can make you feel triggered. Just like that. They know the buttons to push. They're constantly pushing them. And that is the problem. When we're divorcing or separating or, you know, trying to get our life back from a narcissist, the thing we have to do is get the remote control out of their hands that is controlling our emotions and get it back fast. 
because the only thing we have is our emotions. You see how we can't even, we feel helpless and hopeless about feeling happy, feeling joy, feeling motivating, feeling inspired, feeling, you know, able to do things because they have the remote control. That's why you don't feel inspired as much as anymore. That's why you're so exhausted. You don't have control over how you feel anymore. That's the problem. And I'm going to do a podcast just on this next time, um, just to explain how they control you emotionally. And it's not just about separating physically from a narcissist. It's about managing and taking back control of your emotions again. That is the biggest gift you can take. You say, like, I'm taking my remote control back. I am in control of my emotions. And if you look at any manifestation techniques, any techniques out there that are really, you know, successful and enables you to get your life back on track, they're talking about having your emotions and your thoughts aligned. Yeah, having your thinking and your thought, your feelings aligned so you can manifest what you want. Unfortunately, the narcissist has taken over our feelings and they've taken over our thoughts because we ruminate, we go over it over and over again in our heads. Have you ever found yourself talking to yourself in your head? Maybe even talking to yourself out loud, you know, in this argument, pretend argument that you're having with a narcissist, explaining to them the truth. They're not interested in the truth. Don't worry. They're never going to accept the truth. They're never going to accept the truth. Just turn around and walk away and try and connect back to your emotions and your thoughts and start healing. You know, start healing. You know, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling fear, if you don't feel in control of your emotions, there's a reason and it's okay. It's not your fault. That's what happens when we've been in a narcissistic, toxic relationship. Unfortunately, that is a symptom of knowing that you don't have control of your feelings anymore and you want to get control back. And the way to do it is to really master what it means to master your emotions, to master feeling joy, to master feeling happiness, to master feeling inspired, to master feeling motivated to get on with your life again and to feel free to be you. So if you're looking to do that, please have a look in the resources section and download my masterclass. Um, and then you can look at how you can get your brain back so that you can heal from this toxic relationship, detox from this toxic relationship. And the most important thing, as always, is to be loving understanding and compassionate towards yourself because the best gift you can give to yourself is self-love. Don't, you know, you can take back control through self-love because love is the greatest healer and you can really start to heal the trauma from this toxic relationship using love. You know, so whatever happens, always be loving to yourself because love is a the greatest healer. Till next time.